1: The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app.
2: We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in and deep satisfaction out.
1: To another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin, here with my former recap co-host, John Roca. Welcome up? back. How's it going? Thanks for having me back. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I uh, Jamie had something going on tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I also have something going on tomorrow, and I thought, you know what, let's just come in a day early. The people, <laughs> they miss Roca and the banter between Roca and I, so I want to... Give it to them when I can, so I figured we'd, we'd uh, congregate here to talk about some of the top stories that of the week, uh, which will include some of the things that happened on Raw and Smackdown. But I first want to discuss uh, these WWE releases that happened over the weekend. Yeah, Let's start with the the, I don't want to say the most surprising one, but... The one that is the most interesting, and that's Luke Harper uh, leaving WWE. Now, this has been a long time coming. Uh, He asked for his release in April. He made it public on social media saying that he just basically wasn't happy with his place in the company, that he felt like he wasn't being used correctly. Um, This was because, I believe, if I recall correctly at the time, he was going to be wrestling at at Access WrestleMania weekend as opposed to at one of the Wrestlemania events that are even in front of like, Magic, yeah though. exactly um, so I, I I remember it happened at the time but, but uh, you know they were not granting it he uh, stayed at home and then they brought him back for a brief period of time over the summer when Rowan was feuding with Roman Reigns right he had that brief a uh, couple weeks I believe he was on the show I think his last appearance was at one of the Crown Jewel events okay uh, I, I want to say in one of those battle royals or whatever and uh, now we're here It's December, the year's about to be over, they're getting close to WrestleMania again, which if they had kept him going still this like, kept him on the roster still for a full year after he asked for his release and barely used him uh, I do think it would have looked kind of badly on on their part I think it would have made them look kind of bad, right?
4: Yeah, I agree, yeah, absolutely, I mean, because like He's been – from the from the Wyatt family on – and a lot of people liked Luke as being the standout, like possible spinoff guy. Uh, not a lot of people thought Strowman was going to be the guy initially. Everybody thought Luke would spin out and Luke – it was just like injuries, the other stuff going on, the Roan and the Harper pairing not always working 100 percent, the booking, all this kind of stuff. So I think there was a lot of effort tr- uh, there trying to make it work on both sides and in the end – they just didn't have anything to, for him to do and so for to have hold him to hold him for another year or told to him for a full year and only use him like a month would have just been insane and these guys they love to work man that's what the thing is all about yeah i know we, we always battle about whether it's money or not but it's about these guys desire to work and i think now that they see AEW doing well they see uh, other federations like things of that nature and the and the, the battle for money and pay they're like, okay, I want to get back out there and just work because you get soft staying on the sidelines. I mean, how much you train, you get soft if you're not constantly doing it at the top level.
1: Yeah, I saw a video that Kenta, uh, formerly known as Hideo Tommy, posted on Instagram this right. week where it was it spoke to what you were saying right there where he was basically saying, I, I, I could be, I might have a little bit yeah. of it wrong here, but he basically said something along the lines of, you know, when I, for WWE, I was working and about two times a month, maybe. One yeah. time a month, sometimes. Um, he's like, for this World Tag League I just did, I wrestled 17 times in one month. Like, this is what I want to be doing. Right. Like, I want to be wrestling. Like, I'm a wrestler. I want to show people what I can do in the ring, so like, it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to go out there and, and do that again, you yeah. know? And so, I, absolutely. There are people like that who I do think um, I just want to wrestle. Plus, a- absolutely. Plus, you're watching other people get the shine. Other I, people get in those moments. I also think... Uh, s- not quite on the level of Dean Ambrose, obviously, mm. but um, I'm sure Luke Harper saved his money and 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 made a, a good amount of money. I hope so. Um, you know, he he uh, he was in one of the most, to me at least, one of the most noted factions in recent memory of sure. WWE. Absolutely. There's the Shield and there's the Wyatt family. Right. And I think similar to when Dean Ambrose left WWE, now John Moxley, mm. um, there was the question of. Well, man, does that, like, kind of wipe the shield from WWE history, so to speak? Like, in when you're talking about Seth, is that not part of his journey anymore? Right. And obviously he didn't get, like, Chris Benoit or something like that, you know. Right, but, right, but, right. but in terms of, like, storytelling, do you not mention the shield now? Do you not mention the Wyatt family now right. that they're not all there? Well, I feel like you have to, right? It's still history.
4: It's still what happened just because – they went off and did other things. Doesn't mean you don't still talk about it. Look, what we're going to talk about later. The NWO is getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. People still mention the NWO or mention the clique or you know wear the shirts to the to the stage. So to me, I'm like, I, I see what you're saying, but I can't imagine you'd want to erase it because that's part of the whole overall story. and I'm not saying
1: fully erasing it, like yeah. obviously in documentaries, stuff like that. But I'm more so talking about. You know, like are you gonna You don't really hear them. You are not going to hear them mentioning the shield as much. I wouldn't think. Because... I thought
4: someone used it in a promo against Seth recently. Did about, they? Like, oh, uh, we know about you leaving friends behind, or we know oh, about yeah. you not sticking around. And okay, it was, it fair was, enough. It was a fair shot enough. at Seth about all right, all right. turning. I think it was in the last few weeks when he. That sounds right. Like when Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin o- I think Steph. it was KO doing it too. So. It, it serves its benefit, yeah, to keep it at least somewhat in the conversation.
1: And they did on, you know, even though he hadn't been released yet, they in the Firefly Funhouse thing they did with Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, mm. they he said something about like his family being taken from him again or something about his family, yeah, or how he used to have a family is what he said. And they did like a real brief flash where they showed the they showed the. Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, and right. Daniel Bryan when they when they when oh, he was yeah. part of the group. Um, so I, I don't think I, I don't think that. I was just kind mm. of wondering like because you know you wonder like oh man like, I hope they don't not talk about him. But I will say with, with someone like Luke Harper, we'll get to the others mm. as well. Um, you know I. You mentioned something, and I think this is someone that we maybe didn't always click with. I feel like you weren't always super sold on on Luke Harper. I like Luke
4: Harper more than Rowan, but I don't think they ever got fully over the way they wanted to. And even now, I feel like they're pissing away the Rowan push big time with all these weird squash matches.
1: With Uh, with the cage? Yeah, the cage. cage?
4: I like the cage idea. You like the
1: cage idea. like,
4: what's in there? We don't know, but like the squash matches around it are just annoying the crap out of me that he's fighting. So, the local competitor or whatever, so... That kind of stuff. So when you when you look at Luke Harper, I always think he had the opportunity uh, or had the uh, ability. It just was never
1: the the booking. Just never really worked. That's how I always felt with the two. I always mm-hmm. felt like he was one of the people on the roster who had the most potential to be a main eventer yeah. that never got given that opportunity. I feel like yeah. because Strowman was a lot bigger and because Wyatt was a lot more charismatic. Hmm. He never got the same shine as the others, you know. I think right. that for I don't know, and I don't know what it was, you know. I, I I've I've never understood it. I've always thought that maybe it was because of his weird, like, gross beard. Yeah, not that it's bad. I think it's cool. Right. I also have a like a. I wish I had that kind of beard. It'd be cool. <laughs> um, but you always see the stories about Vince not liking beards, and yeah. he had the gnarliest one of the group. Like the other ones, at least have like a maintained beard right, to a right, certain right. degree. To a certain degree, but but the but but Luke's was wild. Right, and right. I think that. I don't know why. I always wonder if that played a part. I always was under the impression, I think we've talked about on, on the recap shows, yeah. that I was always under the impression that if he just shaved it off, went full baby face, that he would have been a main eventer a la JBL. Maybe. I, I was Crap. always under that impression. Um, however, I do think that he is someone who's similar to a John Moxley will be, feel reinvigorated oh, yeah. on the independent scene. And... and Let's be honest, probably AEW. I mean, yeah. like there's like let's let's be real here. I mean, there you there's pictures of Jericho and Luke Harper backstage on the European tours together. Right. Um I believe even in his goodbye, Cody mentioned Luke Harper and so, or something along those lines. So like let's not be silly yeah. here. Yeah. And also, he's an amazing talent but, that has size, which is something they desperately need in AEW yeah. right now. They need more big guys that just are uh, that look like Big pro wrestlers, yeah. you know. So, um, I, I to me, it seems like a, a shoe in. Would you? You'd obviously want to see him there too. I imagine. Oh,
4: yeah, I think so. I think they they make the best use of him too. And as like you said, they need big guys. The storylines are there for him to walk into. And who knows? Maybe he's on Jericho's side. Maybe he's not on Jericho's side. But the fact that he has that connection with Jericho works so well whatever storyline you're going to go down with him. I think he's great. He's a big dude. And it, the thing is, like, like sometimes. This, they just can't book you right for whatever reason because it's always all these other wrestlers and all these other storylines. You got to find a way f- to you work. Well, also and then, you, if you they know, don't, then they, you move on to the next thing. And if AEW, it's a different situation, different set of
1: factors. It could work. I also think that the difference in WWE that people forget is like it's one it's it's one guy's vision, like it's one man's it's vision. Fair points. You know what I mean? And if that one man doesn't necessarily see you in yeah, the role that yeah. like everybody else does. Yeah. It doesn't matter what anyone else tells them. You know, like, I'm sure there are people that – I'm I'm trying to think of a good director. I'm sure there are people that go to Quentin Tarantino all the time, and they're like, hey, man – this guy's really good. Like, you right. should use this girl. This girl's great. And he's like, no, I love Uma Thurman. I want to put Uma Thurman in this movie, you right. know?
4: Or I'll get I'll organically feel that that person is right when they're organically right for what I want. Until then, they're just sitting on the sidelines sitting there. Yeah. Wait, yeah,
1: yeah. sorry, I'm Quentin Tarantino. You yeah, know, like, exactly. you're going to be in my movie if I want you to be in my movie. Tell yeah. kind of like when I watched The Irishman, and there were so many famous... I shouldn't say so many, but there were a couple... Not, like, A-list celebrities, yeah. but there were a couple pretty famous people in... Very tiny roles that yeah. had like the most minor role in the movie, and they. I was like, Man, how'd how they get that? And I was like, Oh, yeah, it's Martin Scorsese. Right. Someone just wants to work with Martin Scorsese so that the next time when he has a movie, he's like, No, no, I need that person for the bigger role who yeah. helped me out for that one pivotal scene that helped me out a lot, like yeah. Anna Paquin. And, yeah, exactly. And, um, the girl from uh, Orange is the New Black, too, where I was right, like, oh, right. I know that. And the, the other guy, what's his name, um, who played Chuck in the movie? Did you see it already? You did, Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy who was in Breaking Bad, too. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's his name?
4: Uh, not Giancarlo Esposito, not Aaron Paul. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, He wasn't one of the – he was the okay. bad guy on on Breaking Bad that was, like, okay. the one who locked up Aaron Paul, who okay. – um, you know, the redhead guy. Hmm. Oh, Who's he playing in name. the movie? He's the he's the guy. I forget his. Hold on, hold on. Hold Who is on. he in the movie? He's, oh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Thank yeah, you, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Jesse Plemons that's driving me
4: crazy. Right, he's in he's I driving the. I always forget car. that guy's name. Yeah, he's driving yeah, the yeah, car, but yeah, he's yeah.
1: like that's such a small role it for is. him, and he's in like lots of big stuff. Right, and but it's Scorsese. But yeah, it's a Martin Scorsese thing. So I think it's very similar on those lines. So it does appear that AEW has more. In the kitchen, right, so to speak, right. where they and they're giving a little bit more freedom to their talent to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do wonder, like, what Luke Harper can do when given the opportunity to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because yeah. before in WWE, it's like it's someone else's vision. Like I was saying, you know, right. you do what that guy says. You know, I even saw a thing with TJP where he was talking about what it's like to wrestle in the ring in mm-hmm. WWE and how much they're telling you to do what to do. Via the referee during the match, like wow. not just going wow. over in the back. Yeah, you would you would it'll blow your mind. I, I remember you thought that it was pretty. Yeah, um, that the rest was, flowing. Yeah. No, no, no. And
4: the referee only calls it when it's supposed to end.
1: It was literally like wow. you know, TJP was saying in his thing at least, and obviously it differs with talent, of course, of, course, of course. Experience, right, level, right, experience. Right, right. Um, but he was saying in his matches like it would be down to like. Hit, lay it in now more with more punches. Yeah, toss in a headlock. Dude, like it was like literally referee calling out spots during the match, and this was on the main roster. Yeah, like, you know, so I was like, man, that, that's crazy. So I wonder with a guy like Luke Harper, yeah, when given the freedom, what he can do now because he already had success on the indies prior to WWE. True. So I, I, I do feel like with the immense amount of um uh the, the experience that yeah. he's gained over the past couple of years I'm very interested to see what his version of himself as a wrestler right. is now right, right, right um and similarly you know Sinkara I think Sinkara's a real interesting one um you know Sinkara is the second Sinkara right, but he's technically i think the first Sinkara, okay because he got injured um, right, and then the <coughs> Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I just got an email. I needed it. I was waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, so and I, I may have this wrong, but someone said that in Mexico – Someone I was talking about this mm. on the weekend. That in Mexico, he was the original Mystico. Okay. Um, then Caristico, the guy who is now Caristico, became right. Mystico. Right. Then Mystico got signed, so they changed him to Sin Cara. Okay. But still had the same look. Right. Then they signed the guy who was the original Sin Cara who became Hunico. And then when Sin Cara 1 didn't work out, they made Hunico Sin Cara 2. Right, right. But technically, and the re- and I didn't realize the reason he was always so okay with it, because he was actually technically right. Sin Cara 1. The first Sin Cara. Which I was like, man, that blew my mind. <laughs> um, so I feel like Charlie in that gif where he's like putting <laughs> all the, the things on the wall, uh, connecting all the lines or whatever. So um, yeah. Sin Cara also requested his release. Right. He posted a thing, I think it was uh, last month or the month before, where he said that he had requested his release, was feeling underused, and this came right after they were seemingly giving him a little more to do on yeah, TV. With
4: Andrade and stuff, yeah. Exactly. And they had
1: that Catalina character they had brought up, right. um, even though they still lost once they brought that Catalina right. character up. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's funny that they switched him into a few with Humberto Carrillo now, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, we'll swap those two. <laughs> but, um... What do you think about this? Because Sincar is like 40, he's 42 years old. Yeah. Um, how old is Luke Harper? Right? I didn't even look that up. Uh, Harper must
4: be in his late 30s or mid see. 30s. 39, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, what, do you think he'll find success still on his own back on the Indies? Because the thing to me mm-hmm. that's the biggest question mark here is a lot of times when you leave WWE, you become worth more, your value goes up, or you become more desirable because of your face. Your face was on TV. People know you. People know you. So they can book you. They can book you yeah. because people know you. Right, right. It's kind of hard to do that with a guy who doesn't own the gimmick. He right. definitely has known it outside of WWE because Caristico does. Right. I wonder, like, how he markets himself going forward to kind to of to take advantage of it. Does, uh, he, does he be Hunico? Because I, I don't think Hunico is all it's so long gone from TV, too.
4: Yeah, fair point. I, I wonder what he does. I wonder if he goes back to Mexico, goes back to that, and kind of, like, goes back there for, like, a six months or a year, rebuilds the brand, rebuilds the knowledge, you know, has a couple of really incredible matches because the Sin Cara brand coming out of WWE isn't like, oh, remember this great match from Sin Cara? There's no memory of any great match at a pay-per-view with Sinkar. Yeah, maybe there's a couple of ones from Smackdown. There's Raw, some good matches. Ma- there's good matches, but, at,
1: but but yes, his main legacy would right. be the guy who was Triple H's big international yeah. project, like his big first international signing right. when he took over his new role, and then they brought him to TV and it just was not, people didn't yeah. like it, he failed, he botched moves. Yep. Um, it just
4: didn't get over overall. And, and th- this is the different Sinkara right, too, which right. is also what muddles all yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly. There were so many, there were two different Cars, which really, it's really tough for the fans. Like uh, The fans, first of all, WWE fans rarely embrace a luchador. And so if you're going to do two different versions, you're asking him to do too much. You're asking him to be, uh, keep track of too much on this whole situation. So that was a negative, I think. It was, And it was always a negative towards him. And you know, sometimes you just can't re- – you can't recapture that feeling of like invincibility or f- or the fact that you could be a formidable opponent if you don't go on a run. If they don't give you a push, you're not going to recapture that. So to me – I think he's making the right move moving away. I think go down, you know, kind of build yourself back up and then swing back into the Indies. And, yeah, maybe it's a new character. There's nothing that says you can't become a new character, go into AEW as a luchador, crashing the situation, and then take it full advantage. You know, maybe he's wanted to do more. Maybe he's had ideas to do a new character or do something more with Sinkara. And then now he's going to get a chance to do it. So we'll see. Because I think it's, it's always a combo of the wrestler's ideas and the wrestler's ingenuity and the people above them who are allowing them screen time or whatever. You've got to show that you're willing to roll with the punches, have ideas, blah, blah, blah. I'm learning that as I – in this business and also as I'm watching wrestling more and more over the years. It's like you've got to come up with all this kind of stuff because everyone's going to tell you no Every, because there's 30 other people who want that spot. So you've got to constantly be reinventing and thinking of new ways to do it and pushing and willing to take the rejection or else you're not going to get there.
1: Yeah, it's tough. No, absolutely. I yeah. was it, Going back to that TJP uh, AMA he did on Reddit, mm. he kind of had a similar thing where he was like, I tried. Like yeah. He was like, I really did. I would go to Vince. I, people would say they're scared of Vince. I'd go right up to him like, hey, I want this. I would pitch my ideas. Yeah. He then said, go tell me how you can become valuable to us. I went. I started doing all these outside projects where I was doing – um, Filipino uh, outreach type yeah. because he he's Filipino and he yeah. wanted to become like the Filipino wrestler for WWE. Right. That, you know they, he feels like a lot of cultures were represented but, but the Filipino culture wasn't and so he started going to do kind of that stuff so that he could come back as like the, f- being Filipino as right. part of his gimmick and he came in and pitched and pitched and it was just like we can't figure out anything we yeah. can't figure out you don't we don't we're not sure how to get you to fit in right. and eventually they were like go ahead like. And let him let him loose or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're you're hundred percent right. It's 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 tough. It's yeah. tough. Especially as someone like who has a mask. I was ta- the same person yeah. I was talking to this about mentioned to me, you know, that it, it is hard when your full face is covered to connect with the audience. Right. To, you know, Rey Mysterio, you see his face still. Yeah. Like you see his mouth, you see his eyes. The distinct eyeballs. You, you yeah. see it and you can feel what he feels. Yeah. But it's real tough for for an audience to to connect with a Mexican with, with, a, with a masked wrestler, right. uh, the Mexican audience is much more used to it because it's part of the culture, the mm-hmm. lucha culture. Um, but it is tough for the American audience. Uh, and lastly, in the releases, I wanted to talk about the Ascension as well. <sighs> Finally, <laughs> Aww. no, but
4: I mean, like because. They've messed this up for so long since they came up from NXT. You mean WWE? Yes. And so to me, I'm happy they're gone so they can go and be happy someplace else. Because I think these guys coming out of the, coming out of, uh, of NXT were like going to be powerhouses. And they didn't quite make it work. They fumbled the ball. They fumbled it from day, from day one. one. Right. And this, is, and this is the test case they were like, of what
1: not to do. They uh, Absolutely. Right? I mean, they were, like you said, they were like a thing yes. in NXT. People were like... They, they, they had the crowd into them, and they were not like a joke thing nope. where, like like a, like a an Adam Rose or a Bo mm. Dallas, they were serious bruiser dudes. Yep. And they got brought up, and they were just like, who are these road warrior ripoffs? Right. Who do they think they are? A demolition, you know? And then they had every single legend beat them up at the same time. Yeah. And then just never got used. They like, were just like. Barely used after that ever again. That was 2015.
4: Well, that's what I'm getting at. That's crazy. It's mind-blowing to me that even they, in they were still on the roster for this long already. Like, I, That's the thing at the end of the day. It, it, there's only so much you can do when, you do when you're in this business and you're not getting the opportunities to show what you can do uh, and, and get over and whatever. If you can't. And they don't give you the opportunity to get over, and they book you in these weird storylines. Uh, look at Gallows and Anderson, right? For just a brief moment, it was Gallows and Anderson again, and now it's back down again. And it's like, damn, this is what happens. So, like, getting away from the WWE, which I've been saying, I think on our recap shows for a year now, was in the cards. Thank God. So, I hope they go someplace either single or together, and you know, kind of come back up again. You know, we'll see. But they all can't go to AEW. So, <laughs> I don't know where he's going, where they're going to
1: go. You know, I like I said, I'm. Luke Harper's gotta be going to AEW. Right, like, right. let's be honest. Um, Sin Cara, right? I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that. Like you said, Mexico yeah. maybe impact. Um, I, I was gonna say the ascension seemed pretty ripe for impact. Yeah, they seem that like they'd that be a good spot for them. Yeah. But then I remembered that they were part of a thing with Stardust for a while. Remember, like oh, they had that whole right. cosmic wasteland, oh, Jesus. and right. they were like for a good period of time they right. weren't paired with Cody, and yeah. I. I, I I don't know how much swing he has but they but similar to Luke Harper they are two big guys. Yeah. Um the only thing is um there's a lot of spooky factions in mm-hmm. and, and tag teams in AEW at this point. It's the Already. Butcher and the Blade, there's the Dark Order, right. there's Darby Allin, like they they're starting to rack up. Yeah. Um Pentagon Jr., you know, they they they're there's they're, they're starting to be a lot of them right. and uh, the Nightmare Collective. Uh, so, um I do wonder if like Maybe they might get, they might not bring them in because it's like, well, we already have the yeah. spooky division. You know, right. we don't need to further bolster that right now. Yeah. But also, like you said, they might be looking to reinvent themselves too, and maybe that's not what they're looking to do. Also, like you said, they might be splitting up. Like, that was a yeah. WWE thing, the Ascension. But they were the Ascension. Al- for a long time going into it going into NXT well not going not like when they got signed but they were in FCW the Ascension or whatever and that's when like Bram was part of the group and Shal Guerrero and and Ricardo Rodriguez Mm. I wonder if they're gonna try and like make a stable on the indies Mm. and like make Ascension a thing like again yeah I don't know. These are questions I have. But I, I mean, I agree with you that, you know, they they were never using them. No. They were I mean, they didn't even put them in the video game this year. Wow. Which shocked me. Like Jamie and I were talking to each other I uh Jamie Ivey, Resident Sheet Radio with he we both were talking to each other like, that's a bad sign when they're yeah. just like looking to cram as many people in the game as possible. They probably have an old character model of you and they still didn't put you yeah. in the game. I the only thing I'm wondering, and this would be the most L O L WWE two K moment is I'm still playing the game for some reason mm. and because everyone hates it. It's yeah, it's bad. I, it's,
4: it's a shame. It's bad. Because, I mean, the, when I saw the discount for 50% off, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get it because I haven't bought it in a few years. And then I saw all the comments on Twitter, and
1: I was like, oh, no, buy I'm not going 19. this. Buy 2K19 okay. if you're going to buy one. You know what? It's a shame because it's such a great promo for it. I shouldn't say that, actually, because... I, if you're looking to hop back in, mm-hmm. this is not the game to do. It with. Okay then. If you're a diehard like you buy all the games, there's things to enjoy about it. Right I, right, I I personally am enjoying certain aspects of the game. The main issue I have right now is it does crash a lot. That yeah. that's they tried to fix things with a patch, but like if I do all created stuff, ta- like a tag team match, so four created wrestlers right. in a created arena, game shuts down. If I try to do the wow. entrances, it just crashes. That's the biggest problem for me. So yeah. I've been doing the bump in the night thing where it's like um basically it's like a swamp uh, it's like a. I don't know the best way of doing it. it it's like a storyline mode that's revolved around Bray Wyatt's Swamp, basically. Oh, okay. And there's other fun, like you know fun versions of wrestlers like Zombie Randy Orton or, or no he's a snake. It's like zombie rand uh, zombie Sami Zayn and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then there's like Frank and, Strowman and, right. and 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 fun characters like that. Um, but the next one they they're teasing the next one now, and it says something about it's revolved. The next DLC revolves around the wasteland. Oh. And I'm like, oh my god, did they save The Ascension to be part of a DLC for some reason that's built around one of these 2K originals? And then they got fired uh. right before the pack goes out? Yeah. Like, that would be classic WWE 2K right there. Um, yeah. Do, yeah.
4: You, do you think they asked for the release because they have something on the horizon?
1: I don't think they asked for the release. Oh, you think they just released him? I think they just released him. Okay.
4: Because you were saying Harper
1: asked for it. Harper, and Cara asked for their release. Okay, but Ascension, they just got released. I think Ascension just got released, okay. yeah. I don't Fair think, enough. I don't think they okay. requested that. Um, another thing that happened this week is that Robert Roode and Primo Colon were suspended this week for violating the WWE wellness policy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, honestly, the thing that <laughs> I found most interesting about this is the fact that Primo Colon hasn't been on TV in like a year. Yeah. And 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 has been working in Puerto Rico for another federation, for his father's federation for months now. Um, I found it strange that they even tested him since they're not even yeah. using him. Isn't
0: that kind of weird? Yeah, I think
1: so too. I understand the point. What, what <laughs> yeah. were we trying to what figure you, out? What are you suspending him from? Yeah. I guess he's not getting paid for 30 days? Yeah. Oh, is that really going to hurt him? When were much? you testing him? That's what I was wondering. Like, When was
4: he around to yeah. get tested? Was he just randomly showing up? And Primo, how do you not know not to be doing that stuff around the time when you're going to get tested randomly by the WWE? Once? Well, it is randomly. Yeah, once when you show up. Yeah, that's true. I'm saying, yeah. I'm go- <laughs> if I'm showing up, if I haven't been used to W, I've been to Puerto Rico in six months, and they go, come on in, we're going to talk to you. I'm not doing any drugs or anything like that or any porn videos. This- <laughs> so that when I show up, they don't automatically ask me to test. Because I would think logically, oh, they're going to try to release me or get rid of me or something. <laughs> so you want to be prepared so you don't give them an excuse.
1: <laughs> I love that we're on the same wavelength <laughs> of life when someone says something like, hey, uh, can you come meet for this thing we both instantly think the worst of course <laughs> oh man they're gonna fire me i gotta make sure i get everything in order yeah. here you yeah.
4: know well, you're telling me. <laughs> every time i get called into mark's office i'm like oh am i all i'm right? I <laughs> sure i've got all everything in, in motion
1: <laughs> i like <it. laughs> i feel like we're similar in that aspect too like when we get called into a meeting like that that we think if we ask that right away it'll maybe throw them off right. and they won't say something bad right, right. no no everything's good that's when that's never going to work. Yeah, no. But I know that we, because I, I also always do that. it means be like, oh, I'm in trouble or something? You right, know? Right. And like, no, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But literally every time it's like, hey, can we talk for a second? I'm instantly like, oh, are we, am I in trouble? Did I do something bad? Did I say something wrong? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, it makes sense now why Robert Rue was kind of written off television.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, he had that match with Roman Reigns, and then they just dumped the, the table on top of him and then they said he was stretchered away mm-hmm. um, yeah I think that you know it's their first wellness policy violation both of them right. so um, not too much consequence then there's really no info on on what they got suspended for or anything like is that is there
4: ever like official info from the WWE when someone gets suspended because it wasn't Randy part of the wellness thing as well didn't he get suspended for the wellness thing I thought but didn't they at say, some point down the road I, I
1: want to say they've said if it's weed before
4: okay Okay.
1: I I, I don't like, know. I could certainly be wrong, but I wanna say that for marijuana they have said it before. Okay. But that could be so wrong and okay. I could be totally off. Also, I'm so pissed, Rokin. Did you see this message we just got? No. The there's a there's pizza in the office for everyone. What? It's gonna be gone in thirty minutes by the time we get out of here. Maybe
4: we should go out one at a time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Roka's thinking like me. Like, well, fuck, man, we don't want Mrs. Pizza. Just uh,
4: you vamp and uh, go. Uh,
1: you vamp, <laughs> I'll go, and then I'll, I'll just vamp, grab and you one go. The boxes and run back in here. Yeah, no one idea. will notice. Yeah, bad idea. Uh, on SmackDown this week, they announced that we're getting The Miz against Bray Wyatt at yeah. TLC, but not the Fiend. We're getting Bray Wyatt this mm-hmm. time. Sweater boy. Firefly, Funhouse, Bray Wyatt. Uh, It does not appear to be a universal title match. It appears to be the two of them wrestling. Uh, This one seems to be personal between the two of them. Personal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You rolled your eyes, though, when I mentioned that it's Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend. Yeah.
3: Who wants
1: to see Bray Wyatt? You want to see The Fiend. I actually really want to see Bray Wyatt. Really? Yes. But didn't Bray Wyatt lose all the time? That's why he became The Fiend? We haven't seen Firefly, Funhouse, Bray Wyatt.
4: Okay, so it's the first match of fi- of Bray Wyatt, right, as Firefly Funhouse. Yes, he hasn't even done any dark ones like this. No.
1: All right. I I does the, does it excite you? It, to me, well, uh, we'll, hold on, okay. we'll pause on the All right, two seconds yeah, exactly. Fair yeah, exactly. Fair <laughs> um, does it excite me? <laughs> yes, because okay. I feel like. As cool as The Fiend is, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is – to me, it's one of the coolest things in wrestling right now. There's just so much thought put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so unique. It's it's just – I love it. Um, but I do fear that because it's getting so over and yeah. because they're putting out so much merch for The Fiend and because people are liking it, um, wrestling fans tend to turn on the thing they all mm-hmm. like. They tend – at a certain point – it seems to happen. Yes, where suddenly they're like now I hate this thing because clearly Vince McMahon loves it. Well it's no. like, well, he likes it because you all liked right. it, you know? But but I I I I feel like in order to maintain the unique nature of the fiend, you had to bring Firefly, Funhouse, Bray Wyatt into the mix outside mm. of the videos, outside of the whole right, backstage right. thing. Strictly because the attacks from the fiend, you know, where he brought Bray Wyatt or he brought Daniel Bryan under the ring, they're cool. But if you do it too much, it's gonna start to feel like we know WWE. Yeah, they start to like do they they just they, just, they drive it home, they they drill it in, yeah. like they won't stop. I feel like this at least makes it so there's a little bit of more time between when we see the fiend, and yeah. that way it is more special when we see the fiend. But unlike Brock Lesnar. We still get Bray Wyatt. Yeah, we don't have to have a vacant champion until a big event comes up. He's still there.
4: It's weird. That Bray gets to carry the strap. Well, he's got the fiends. Well, because the Fiend is the champion. Well, they what? have they have separate belts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like Bray Wyatt wasn't in that fight.
1: It was the Fiend. I actually the you saying that made me wonder if because I was already wondering this in my head. Yeah. If they're gonna have Bray Wyatt. Bring the title to the ring, right. or if it's trapped in the funhouse. Oh, good points. Because not a title match, right? So I don't. I was wondering that too myself.
4: We start down this road. You know where the logical conclusion is. If we start down this road, what is that? It's Bray Wyatt versus the Fiend to unify the both belts. Oh,
1: don't put that idea. You
4: out know there. that's the logical <laughs> conclusion. I,
1: I, I, if that happens in 5 years from now I'm okay but we got a long way to get there before good the Look. fiend has to be vanquished by Bray Wyatt himself. You better hope it's only 5 years <laughs> <laughs> next year I guarantee you. Um, yeah no I I you know I think that using Firefly Funhouse Bray was 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 a good idea. Yeah. I, I I hope that he has a, a a tiny bit different of a move set. I almost hope he's a little bit gentler to a certain degree because that version has almost seemed passive-aggressive to a certain nature. We saw him fight Seth, but to a certain degree, he's he's been pretty passive, I feel like. Does he disappear and become the Fiend under the ring? The red light? That's a good idea. That's what i wonder about. But I I would like them to have one match as at least one where he's Bray Wyatt so we can see what Bray Wyatt thinks of it at least. Because
4: people might get mad at at me for this, but it feels to me like Eugene, where Eugene would fight... And then when she finally got mad, it'd be like this other person would come out.
1: <laughs> like and Luke so, Gallows when you snap yeah, right, or whatever. Right, exactly. So what he, was his name back the Festus? Festus? So, yeah, right. The Festus. ring and the bell, not snapping.
4: <clears throat> so you have this could be possibility with the <laughs> Like He's losing the match to the Miz and all of a sudden he goes under the ring. The lights go red, comes back out. He's the fiend and he kicks the shit out of
1: It's not a bad Miz. idea. I imagine that's, that seems the logical idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, because if they're both people... If he's nice and if he's nice the whole time and like <coughs> right. being passive, like why, why would you want to hurt me? Yeah. And that is, I'm into that. I'm into that idea because yeah. I like the whole Doctor Jekyll, and Mr Hyde aspect right. of the Firefly Funhouse Bray and the Fiend. Um, so I, I actually am into that idea. Okay. Um, are you looking forward to TLC? I am. I'm, I don't think the I don't think the lineup is as strong
4: as I was hoping. But, yeah, but I, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, certainly. I mean, they earn. The last, the last pay per view, the last two, the NXT and the WWE, I enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. That was a fun time. Yeah, so uh, I hope this one is just as fun, and I and I have a good time with it because I I think the matches could be brutal. So that's what excites me. Talk about TLC. I want to see. You know, some really incredible bumps.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. You want to see those uh, those pedigrees off the Hell in a Cell? Yeah, so maybe one day. You know, oh. Well, we saw that one move. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Now that Rook and I are sitting here, since you mentioned Takeover War That's Games, right. when Ciampa did. Uh, oh, my God. What's that move called? Uh, the, um, Is it the hangman? No, but you guys, when he did the move off the cage yeah. at, at war games that Nova used to always do, um, I, I laughed because it was the closest thing I've seen because it was, it was, like, through a table from the top of the cage. And I thought to myself, that's the closest thing we're going to see to a pedigree from the top of the cell. And, and a bunch of people started tweeting me, like, see The pedigree off the top of the cell is possible when it happens. So I was, I I got a kick out of that. Um, Liv Morgan had a makeover tease during RAW. She's been gone. We we talked about Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse, and you know, there's been tons of speculation. That she was going to be joining the Firefly yeah. Funhouse. That she was going to be Sister Abigail. Uh, she was posting these dark messages, not dark. Well, she posted some dark right. seeming me- uh, videos and stuff on-, on pictures on social media where like she was just crying in the rain, or where she seemingly dyed her hair black and yeah. was in like a Wednesday Adams uh, outfit. You know, so I think there was um, some speculation that maybe she was going to be joining SmackDown, but. It's not happening. She's yeah. staying on Raw. That's why she was moved there. Uh, I was actually told last week that that she they, they have plans for her okay. still. Um, but then it ended. They they show this vignette for, her and then it ends yeah. with them saying that uh, you know prepare for the makeover of of Liv Morgan.
4: Usually uh, they just make you over.
1: They don't like well tease it. Remember Oh right? All right, yeah. Cause like I did, that, I did, and how did that work out? Yeah. That was not a positive. Well, and I, I did see a lot of people make that connection yeah, where it was like, fair. are you guys just trying to redo what you did with Emmalina? That because remember with Emelina it was like, the makeover is coming, like, yeah. the makeover is coming, and they, like, teased that for, like, two months or whatever. Right. Um, I hope they're not going that route. You know what I actually think they're doing? What's that? I think that she was maybe preparing for Dark Live Morgan, okay. to, and that they're just going to go, they're not adding her to the funhouse. But I'm almost wondering if it's going to be, like, a reverse Funkosaurus type situation. Like, remember when they were promoting that Tyrus was going to be – or uh, Brotus Clay yeah. was going to be coming to, to Raw? Yeah. And they, like, had all these things where it seemed like he was going to be this tough monster. And then when he came out, they played that disco music, and he's doing the whole Funkosaurus yeah. thing. I almost feel like they're doing a reverse situation of okay. that. And they're doing these, like, colorful – Liv Morgan, the makeover, like as if she's going to be like this girly girl, right? And the makeover is going to be dark, and yeah. Sh- and that's why it's looking all bright colored and stuff because they're trying to swerve you, swerve okay. the fans a little bit. But wasn't she dark before she left? Wasn't she? Oh, no, oh, she had the pink hair. Oh, and right, the, but I mean, like her, oh, she was a f- heel. She was a heel. So I more so mean like dark hair, oh, gotcha, like gotcha, dark gotcha. vibe. Okay, not happy go lucky like Jersey girl. That so she, she was like page or something, like that, almost know, like a goth kind of thing. Almost
4: okay. I could see that. I could see that. I I think she's an incredible talent. She's a young wrestler as well. And you see what everyone, all these young wrestlers do at NXT, the young female wrestlers. And you're like, you you can't figure this out with live Like, you got to get something. So She was
1: part of all that, too, yeah, for a while. Yeah,
4: exactly. So I'm glad that they're figuring out that they've got something to do for her. Because I'll tell you one more thing about War Games. Candice LeRae needs to get the hell out of NXT and get up into the main roster already. She took bumps like I've never seen someone with her physical body take and keep coming. And I love that. And so I want to see what she can do at the top now with that because she take bumps like – Oh, she's one of my favorite wrestlers, Bianca. I thought Bianca was trying to murder her during the ring. Like it was so scary. Some of those things he put yeah. her in. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I, I feel
1: like she's staying in NXT.
4: Yeah, you think she's just one of those lifers there?
1: I think she's like going I shit, think Chompa. I feel like Champa Gargano, Candice, yeah. are staying in NXT. They're like, like we're good. They're like we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like we're good. We like what we got going here. We're very comfortable here. will <laughs> be released. Don't I'm need good. to go deal with that yeah, pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. or like. Very comfortable here. I've made it work, but yeah, like yeah. I did Royal Rumble. You know, right. like we're cool. You yeah. know, because I mean, Champa said that he told WWE that he won't re- that he'll retire. Yeah. So I mean, if they try and move him, so I mean, I respect that. Yeah.
4: You know where you're good. at.
1: Yeah. Um, but do you, are, so
4: you're looking forward to the Morgan? Yeah. I'll see what it does. If it's if it falls flat on its face, then I don't know what you do. That's the thing. With, that's the terrible thing about these makeovers or these promos to show you that someone's going to change or be different. Uh, that it has a tendency I'm to sorry. fall to so no words, a tendency to fall apart and not do well. It can really hurt a wrestler and hurt their brand. So I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm also going to reserve judgment here because I'm a huge Liv Morgan fan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just happy that they're going to be doing something with her. Well, what happens to Logan? Is she kind of Sarah? Yeah, I know, she's been on main event all the time. I've been wondering yeah. too. Like they haven't, they didn't do anything with her. Yeah. Um, and Ruby Riott is obviously injured. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I've been, I've been wondering that myself. Um, I'm, much, I'm, am I'm a Liv Morgan stand though, Roka. Okay, fair so enough, fair uh, <laughs> I know what that means now. <laughs> yeah, I know Roka used that to me in a text message the other day, and I was like, Yeah, go you, Roka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batista and the NWO—they're going into the WWE Hall of Fame. What's that reaction for? That's weird. It's just weird. Which one? Between the two of us, as the resident NWO
4: fan. It is very weird to go into the WWE Hall of Fame and not the WCW Hall of well, Fame. Well, that doesn't exist, bro. I okay. know it doesn't exist, but who better to be a Charter member this side of Ric Flair and the Horsemen than the NWO well, to Sting start. Sting went in the Hall of Fame. Well,
1: true, to Sting, true. Sting went a, in the Hall of Fame. The so,
4: WCW Hall of Fame. But once Sting can, went in,
1: you, could, you, that, right. that, you can't make that argument I know. anymore. It,
4: I, and I'm not trying to. Yeah. It just feels weird. And But I'm happy, very happy, and I hope they do it right What's, what's doing it right? Don't denigrate them. Don't throw them up again. Don't put no DX crap on it. Let the NWO live on its own and be praised on its own for what it was because it is one of the most incredible things that have ever happened, and it changed the face of wrestling. It's one. Of the, I think it's one of the top ten seminal moments ever in the history of wrestling from the beginning to now yeah. is the creation of the NWO and I mean the three of them yeah. although I, I appreciated the jokes about everybody going in it that was funny as hell I was laughing so hard at that
1: yeah I saw CM Punk say the same thing on backstage <laughs> last night where he's like it, this Hall of Fame will stay illegitimate if you don't put in every single member of the NWO uh, he's like, I want to see BK Wall Street yeah. up there and stuff uh, Who, who's
4: the dude? Buffing the stuff Buff Bagwell Buff Bagwell. get in there uh, Scotty Steiner um, I'm happy and, But Batista's weird This, this kind of means That Batista's not coming back Right? This of he's already retired This kind of closes the door Forever though right? Because well, he, he retired He always says And then he comes back No and... he's
1: never actually retired Oh I see This is the first time He's retired okay, okay. No no He was waiting for that Triple H match He got okay. it he retired So okay. this is the end This, this is the good. end Okay
4: Because um, I thought it was five You had to wait five years Am I wrong on that? With uh, the Wrestling Hall of Fame? No. I always thought you had to There's literally weights. no rules. All right, fair.
1: Yeah, no, there's... Okay. Because didn't Goldberg go in and then he wrestled the next year? Yeah, that true. Backwards, but still. I think Hogan did that, too. Yeah, it's... Yeah, there's, yeah, no fair there's no okay. rules. There's no rules with the WWE Hall right. of Fame. Um, Are you happy about it? I... Batista, yes. <laughs> like, obviously Batista. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. All right, No, 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 no. I was actually... Not that I don't think the NWO deserves to go in the Hall of Fame, obviously. Yeah. Just they just inducted DX last year... And you would think like Batista and NWO are both like marquee yeah. people that you would maybe want to split them up maybe to a certain degree. Oh like,
4: yeah, different years, different
1: years. Yeah. Um, save WCW, save NWO for when they're like in Atlanta or something. I don't know, like That's a good you know, point. Like, I, I, I don't know, save NWO for when they're in Atlanta or whatever. Yeah. I don't. I, I just I did think it was like you know now and I. Obviously, a huge X-Pac fan, but X-Pac went in last year with yeah, DX. Now yeah. he's going in the, this year with NWO, um, which is deservedly so, obviously. Right, um, but I was just like, oh, you think you'd space those out a little bit so it doesn't seem exactly like last year? Right, right, right. Um, is Jarrett still on the roster? Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, yeah, he, he can't he's can't working see. behind the scenes, not, on, not on the roster. On,
4: on, on. He's not going in.
1: On no, the they way. they said it's only okay. Hall Nash, Hall Nash, Hogan, 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 and X-Pac. Okay, um, which is also.
4: No Bret Hart. No Giant.
1: Yeah, see, okay. Although Big
4: Show should go. I this.
1: was going to say, I feel
4: like Big Show should.
1: is one of the very yeah. – like he's also – I think yeah, he's in I right after X-Pac yeah. and you're like, he's there. I agree.
4: I don't he think was part of the early days of the group. If they don't make that turn with him, they're, they're nowhere near as big as – the Giant was a big thing for them to get that really pissed people off. So, yeah, I think the Giant should absolutely be part of it.
1: I'm trying to see if I can find the, the list of when they joined in order. Oh, wow.
4: If someone, if someone did that, that's incredible.
1: Let's see. List of New World <laughs> Order members. Oh, there
4: is one. Oh, shit. See, that's what I thought.
1: Okay, break it down. It's Scott Hall, Kevin yes. Nash, Hulk Hogan. Okay. Then Ted DiBiase, Giant. Wait, no, 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 wait. I'm uh, reading this wrong. Wait, 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 it's wait. Scott Hall,
4: Kevin Nash, Hogan. Hold on,
1: hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Ah, okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, then Hulk Hogan, then Ted DiBiase, then The Giant, then NWO Sting. Okay. <laughs> then X-Pac. Oh,
4: wow. Okay.
1: Because well, didn't NWO, oh, that's the fake Sting, so we're not going to count him. No,
4: we can't count fake Sting. I don't uh, even know who that guy
1: is. Yeah, it's the fake Sting. It's Jeff Harmer or whatever. Oh, okay. But we'll say Giant. Right? Giant before Xbox. Giant before Xbox. See? It says exp- uh, Giant joined on September 2nd, 1996. Yeah. Expelled on December 30th, 1996. September. Uh, okay, so maybe they're looking at it as like he was so early and yeah. he got ejected so fast that maybe he doesn't count, but he's there. He's there. Um he's part of it. Then at 6, so right. Xbox. Right. He joined September 16th, 1996. So a couple weeks later. Yeah. Is it Scotty um, after that? Then injured on the 13th of October, 97. Okay. And fired in 1998. Okay. <laughs> so, six is, obviously, one of the early ones. I'm not yeah. saying it. But then, then, you got a big one that you think you'd want to add. You got Virgil. Virgil! Got Vincent. Virgil's huge. Vincent. This is the one chance you're yeah. going to have Come on. to induct Virgil, a.k.a. Right. Vincent, into no. the Hall of Fame. Just do it. Yeah, you got to put him in. Just put him (laughs) in. Yeah, you got to put him in. Then we got Miss Elizabeth, who joined on September 30th. Which means Savage wasn't too far behind. Uh, No, he's still a little bit away. Oh, okay. uh, Miss Elizabeth, then Bischoff. Oh, yeah, Bischoff. You'd think. Right. You'd think. That's not a bad idea. Bischoff should have been involved, too. He's essentially the architect of this whole damn thing, so he should be part of it. I'm guessing that Bischoff inducts them. Ooh. Right? Didn't they just fire (laughs) Bischoff? Yeah. Do you think they'll bring him back to do the him, bro? You think if they're inducting the NWO, you have to bring – her has to have some presence at it. I, I hope so. But
4: I'll tell you who's going to induct him. I think it's going to be Triple H because of the Click. Those guys are part of the Click. They both – they formed DX and NWO. Maybe. They, you know, I think it would be Triple H who would do, do it respectfully too.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Then we got Buff Bagwell. Buff. Which yeah. I'm – Buff Bagwell, yeah. Yeah, he's the stuff. Um, girls can't get enough. And then right. uh, Michael Wall Street – Uh, then Big Bubba Rogers. Right. And then Scott Norton, who also should be part of it. I'm sorry. Scott Norton, get him in there.
4: Norton certainly got a name off the NWO.
1: Yeah, dude. Scott Scott Norton for sure, dude. Uh, And then it just just, just, – there's a lot after that. We got Masahiro Chono, Randy Savage, Great Muda. Yeah, Muda. Uh, Oh, wait. Muda was NWO Japan. Excuse me. So was Chono. Um Which was so crazy. Uh, then we got Conan. Uh, Conan, I. Th- mm, I th- but Conan's more associated with the with the Wolf Pack. So let's ask that question. No, Does the they're Wolf different. Pack get in. They're different. Down the road. To me, oh, down the road. Does the Wolf Pack get in as Hall of Fame? Ooh, that's
4: a question, right? That's a question. Because that's Kevin Hall. I'm uh, Kevin Nash rather. That's Kevin that's Nash, Conan? Randy Savage,
1: Conan, yeah. Kurt Hennig, Lex Luger, Lex Luger, right. Sting, Scott Sting? Hall. Sting? I think you got to. It's a totally. I don't know. Right. I'm so mad that Elijah Bates is not here. If anyone anyone who's been listening to Wrestling Sheet Radio for a very long time knows that he hates the Wolfpack. Wow. So he would be especially red faced. This would be a fun conversation. Yeah. He right now would be. Oh, we'd go back through forth. the roof at the, at the at the the simple idea of uh, of Wolf being inducted into the Come Hall of on. Fame. Um, I say Justin Duck Red Face Sting. He gets a separate induction for his Red Face thing because it was cool. Um, all right, we'll move topics here a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got two that I want to break in here real fast. Did you watch Alberto Petrone losing in the MMA fight? I was
4: disgusting.
1: Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, and here's here's what's funny:
4: when him and Tito were going out of the weigh-in, I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Albert, what are you like? It was almost worse
1: than punk. I couldn't even call him Alberto. It was Albert. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Albert. What are you doing? I Al, mean, Al, dude. Because
4: you know, I mean, like, uh, with with punk, this was an inevitability, and kind of like, okay, let's see what's here. But Del Rio actually, or uh, Patron, whatever, Albert has an actual. I'm just gonna call him that. Albert has an actual record. For an MMA, uh, he's like five and three or something no, like that. No,
1: it's a, it's not like an extensive record. No, it's not. When and he a has a fight. He got his ass kicked.
4: He did, and it was thing like three minutes. Yeah, I just interviewed uh, Nikki Whelan, who is in this new film called Trauma Center. Mm-hmm. Nikki Whelan was. They were shooting the film while Tito was training for the fight. Oh, interesting. So I asked her about it, uh-huh. and she said Tito was so focused on that fight and on the film. That he couldn't wait to get in that ring and fight. He was he's, he's never he was like injury free. He couldn't believe oh. how injury free he was. Oh. So when you watch and I watched that three minute, it was. I mean, there was like a minute of them feeling each other out, and then Tito was like, <laughs> it was like it was
1: like the it clown. It was like all over him, and it was done. I laughed too because it was like you could see like Del Rio was all oh, hyped yeah. up when it started. He was like thinking. he thought, yeah, he was yeah. thinking he was ready to go. Yeah. He like fires in there, and he thinks he's like Ken Shamrock for a second, and he goes in. For for the belly to belly to suplex, yeah. and he thinks like, "Oh, I got this guy," and he goes for the, he does the belly to belly suplex, and then like, like it was like a Tom and Jerry where like, like a dust ball right, happened, right. and then Tito was on top of him, just punching him with the back of the he head, was. and you're like, "Oh, that did not work out the nope. way you thought that was going to work out." And then they got up for a second, and you're like, "Oh, is he going to do it?" He gets like a punch or two, kind of like tries, right, right back down over uh, rear naked choke. It would have been nice if it was a knockout. I I was hoping for a knockout, but I'll take submission victory as well. I think Tito knew he could have knocked him out and just submitted him. Me too. I think he knows, like, this is, I don't want to hurt this guy. I think so too. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think that uh, he he seemed to kind of go easy on him a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you think the whole belt aspect of things was ridiculous? How, like, Tito put one of his old UFC belts on the line and... Alberto put his old spinner belt on the line. Yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah. two replica titles on the line, and one got to keep them. Yeah. I thought it was so so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Like, at the end, Tito Ortiz is out there, and he's like, he does this whole speech, and he's like, you know, I always wanted to be a WWE champion one day, and that didn't happen. But now I've finally earned the WWE title. Right, right. And I'm like, that's, not, that's not how that works. That's not how it works at all. That's not how it works in the slightest. Not even close. Uh, let's get to the last okay. thing here. Um... And that is something that happened on Raw this week. I think it was another biggest thing that happened on Raw. Okay. And that was Seth Rollins finally aligning with the AOP. What have you thought about all of this? Uh, it's been a bit
4: of a slower build than I thought. And I think they, you know, sometimes when you analyze, like we used to do the recaps, you'd be like, oh, come on, just get to it already. But you got to understand it's a storyline. So you got to take your time. And you got to make it seem as if he might still be babyface or whatever. Like last week? Yeah, like last week. You're like, oh, okay, all right. You know, but, like, everyone knows it's coming. So when it finally happens, you hope there's a payoff for the wait. And in my opinion, I thought there was an excellent payoff for the wait. The destruction of AOPNO and then him coming in with that stomp, I was like, this is brilliant. And what's really the most important thing, when you turn someone here like like, uh, Rollins, the logic has to make sense. Like what they're saying for why they turned, you have to feel that there is logic here. Even though you don't agree with them, there has to be logic. So – to me, I like that. I believe why he's turning. I believe the reasons that he feels kind of like abandoned by the locker room, abandoned by the fans. He feels like nobody gets it at his level. And especially because off camera, Rollins is a hardcore workout guy. The CrossFit stuff, all that shit. He pushes himself pretty hard. So it's not unbelievable for him to turn that a little bit and be like, no one else works as hard as I do. How come you're not working as hard as I am to be successful? Yep. And that's the reason we lost this uh, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So to me, it makes all the sense in the world. I like it. And Kevin Owens-Rollins is just – that's just gold.
1: Man. I, I, I completely agree with everything you said yeah. right there. I think that that, that you uh, nailed it. I feel the exact same way about it. I thought this was needed. It was badly needed. And I really liked the, the – almost like a slight – change from what we normally see where the main character wasn't made to look like an idiot. Yeah. Like Kevin Owens very clearly saw what was going on here just like us as the viewers yeah. and continually called it out like no I'm not stupid. Yeah. I'm not I'm not being set up for this. Like yeah. I'm not doing the tag match. I'm not doing this thing where you do a match against them like I'm not stupid. I'm not doing this. It's hap- I know you're here, you yeah. know. Um I like that. And I like that he was always a step ahead of of Seth Rollins to a certain degree where like Seth Rollins was clearly trying to set up a heel turn for a few weeks where he was trying to, and Kevin Owens always was ahead of it. And so this time it was like, well, I guess we just got to outnumber him this time. um, (laughs) I did laugh on backstage where they were talking about it this week where Booker T mentioned, like, I think it was Booker T who said it. He was like, what kind of car has that seat in the back of it? But like He was like, where do you get a car that has a spinning seat in the very back of the trunk like that? That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, which was a very good point. I thought, I was like, oh, it's a good one. I've never really seen one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I, I think that de- that he – Seth Rollins works best when he's got people behind him. Yeah, yeah, whether yeah. it's the authority or the shield, um, it elevates him to a certain degree when, like – he's got people backing him. And I don't know why it is, but I think it adds to his cockiness when he's a heel that you're like, oh, well, he's a heel, but he's got two behemoths behind him. Right, like, right. you know, like obviously those guys are going to beat the shit out of anyone that, that deals with Seth Rollins, yeah. you know? So I like that. I also, like you said, I like when WWE is able to blend reality with fiction. Yeah, And I think that the fictional world character of Seth Rollins... Um, and, and his ascension to what he thought was going to be the top guy in WWE, that the fans were all cheering behind. Monday Night Rollins, you know, yeah. when that didn't happen. I like that they were able to then blend in the reality of, like, the fans turning on that mm-hmm. and and making it part of his character to take him back to when he was most popular and that was with the Authority. Right, right. So um, I, I, I thought it was very well done as well. I yeah. I, I like it. I also think that it's – I mean, I've said for a while that AOP, in my opinion yeah. – had potential. Um, I think this could do. Wonders mm-hmm. for, for those two guys. I also love that everyone's speaking in different languages to Kayla Braxton backstage. Oh yeah. And she doesn't know what they're saying ever. And that this week she finally said, like, man, I'm I'm really gonna need to get a translator, but can you actually tell me what you just said? <laughs> that cracked me up. I was I was I was dying uh when yeah. when she did that. But yeah, I'm glad that we're on the same page yeah. with the Seth Rollins situation. Um I'm excited for it. Yeah.
4: You've said before that the best Rollins is the heel
1: Rollins. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I am also excited yeah. for it. All right, we're out of time here. Here, uh, R- Roca's got things to get back to. I've I got do. things to get back to. But Roca, where can you will find you in the meantime until the next time you're on here. Always find me at
4: the Roca says. That's where you can see all the stuff I do. And if you want to talk some wrestling. Tweet at me. We'll do it. Any other
1: shows that you want to promote that you guys do Collider here?
4: I mean, yeah, we're doing like, what I got a uh, Collider conversations. I got the, uh, the the deep cut that I'm doing there. It's a lot of great conversations, a lot of interesting people in the world of entertainment and what they're going through. So go in, and do that. And of course, uh, uh, I've got the Geek Buddies. I've got the Top Ten. I've got the Cinephiles. All that going on here. And of course, Collider Mailbag and Collider Movie Talk. Boom. That was a lot of shows, know, right man. there. I'm, that's not even half. <laughs>
1: Uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com, that's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash WrestlingSheet, that's where you can find the videos of this show and any other video content that we do here at ProWrestlingSheet.com. Search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the popular podcast platforms to find this show. Make sure you subscribe while you're there. Leave us a rating if you're a nice person. Don't leave a bad one if you're a dick. Uh, And same goes for YouTube. Make sure while you're there you subscribe, comment. Uh, Leave a a like or whatever. Do all those things. I I appreciate it very much. And also, you can find me every once in a while on WWE Backstage. It airs on Fox Sports 1 at 11 Eastern Time Weekly on Tuesdays. All right, that's it. We're done. Thank you. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go.
3: I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you want that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a
2: meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one, two, dollars menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. ba da ba ba